Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we begin by discussing the danger of Black Friday and Colby's love of the Thanksgiving sandwich. Then we get into this week's tech news, including the threat of a tweet storm, the danger of in-game loot, and Kickstarter's new drip. It's all coming up for you now on a brand new Don't Panic. This is Don't Panic, episode number 183, recorded November 20th, 2017, Loot for Sale. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on Gadgetonet and you. I'm Sean Jennings. They're the co-hosts, Colby Rabideau and Dan Miller. Together, the three of us, the turducken of podcast hosts. Welcome <laughs> to this episode. Thanks for joining us on this Thanksgiving week, 2017. And I know you guys are excited for America's greatest holiday, the holiday that brings us together in these trying times. Get everybody together and head out to the stores for Black Friday. Uh, do you guys have any have any big have any big uh, shopping plans for Black Friday? None, zero. None? What? No, no, no. And I've seen you posting your your little oh set up if this then that, and you'll just get you know uh, sent notifications whenever the wire cutter posts a new deal, so you can spend money you weren't going to spend. I bought a no. lot using that last year. I'm not going to lie, which is a pro yeah. tip, by the way, at Wirecutter Deals. You set up the push alerts, and at all times of the day, they'll tell you when stuff is on sale. It's kind of amazing. See, I did I did that one year. Not that, but I paid close attention to the, to the deals, and I bought some stuff. But how much money did I save versus how much like stress did I add to my life? checking this stuff constantly uh and i probably didn't save money i probably spent more than i otherwise would have like oh yeah i totally need another like three plug to one plug uh surge protector thing i only have two of those i i could probably use a third and this is it's half off that actually is probably a good deal uh no it's a good deal but i don't need it no you're right though black friday only works if you like have a need like, my thing broke and I need to replace it, then yeah, Black Friday, you'll get a good deal. You're right, though. If you're just, like, shopping around and you're like, oh, look, this ceramic toilet paper holder shaped like a badger. Oh, but it's 70% off. It's like, no, you didn't need to buy it in the first place, regardless of the discount. Yeah. So yeah. I've I've only done Black Friday once in person. Have you... Uh, and it was it wasn't actually Black Friday. It was the night of Thanksgiving on the way back mm. from family dinner. Uh, so I, I really just did that just to say that I did it once. I never plan to do it again. Have you ever been there in person for the hullabaloo? I've never been for like I never like waited in line at a store, uh, nor have I seen anyone get like trampled or anything. But I have gone at like two a.m. I did two years in a row. How would you go at 2 a.m. and not wait in line? Some places are open, like... Oh, oh, right, right, yeah, okay. I did 2 a.m. wait in lines. I did that, because this was was back in high school times, and that was... The the stores weren't doing the midnight Thanksgiving openings back then. That's a more recent thing. And so there were two years in in a row where I did the the 1 a.m., 2 a.m. wait in lines outside of a Target. Until, Until what time? Until probably six, I think six or seven, in the freezing cold. What'd you get? Oh, I didn't need anything. I was just there for the thrill. And I know that sounds really (laughs) stupid. I know, I know it sounds. I was going to buy like DVDs, like five dollar DVDs. But I know I would just go in, and it's great because, first of all, everyone mobs the doors when they open it, and then you just walk in, and there are people running around with like giant TVs and like grabbing toasters off of pallets and like. The, you can't move in these crowds. There's, it's just like an adrenaline. You know me. I'm not an adrenaline junkie. I'll never go skydiving. Black Friday is as close as that gets for me. <laughs> skydiving. I, I'm a so sick man. What, what provided the adrenaline if you didn't want anything? It's 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 again. It's the, to me the adrenaline is like I have to go get the tv no there are only so many of the tvs there are more people here that want the tv than there are tvs no that's amateur hour dan that's that that's that's the low level adrenaline no to really kick it up same reason people like horror movies they think they're going to die that's the thrill (laughs) of black friday when you feel 
When you feel uncomfortable at the violence happening around you, then you're having a good Black Friday. When you are so packed in that you can't move and people are like screaming, you're having a good Black Friday. That's mm, that's the adrenaline I'm going for. Sean, I, I feel like you're like the best possible citizen of a capitalist society. <laughs> That's like the best compliment slash insult I've ever heard. That's like, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, man, it's the power of the free market. I, yeah, I guess it is. Uh, I I don't know if I've ever... I feel like the only thing I remember buying on Black Friday and being satisfied is like super discounted DVDs at Walmart or something like that. Always great. They they have that bin of like one dollar movies. Yep, we got so many movies. Yeah, that's what I'm but doing now, this year. Like now, that's not relevant. I still I buy think. physical media. Um, no, no, but but I should stress, no one actually needs to do that, and all the sales are online now too, which is another thing that's changed over the past seven or eight years. Um, Amazon has just as good of deals and I was getting emails today from different companies that their Black Friday deals have already started online and it's only Monday, you know, so there's really very little need to actually do that. And the stores are open at midnight or on Thanksgiving anyway, so there's no waiting in line. So took all the fun out of it. Hmm. It's over. It's a cultural phenomenon. I know. Now everyone wants to spend time with their families and and learn the value of friendship. And it's like, no, just go buy things with your money. Keep the economy going. God damn. <sighs> These people don't get it. Uh, anyway, what else? What else is going on, gentlemen? Hmm. Uh, I'm excited for Thanksgiving. I don't know why. In particular, I just like Thanksgiving food. Uh, I also Thanksgiving like food is the best. Right. This is we're entering the period of the year where I eat dessert usually like on on the regular. Yeah, um, yeah. Which doesn't happen in the other half of the year. Uh, you know, and it's a mixed bag, right? There are trade offs with dessert comes uh, consequences, I suppose. But <laughs> I enjoy it. Uh, I also like leftover Thanksgiving sandwiches. So I feel like on the show before we talked about how D'Angelo's has a Thanksgiving sandwich all year. This is the time of year where I don't eat at D'Angelo's because I don't need to have a Thanksgiving sandwich because I can. It's it's actually Thanksgiving. But uh, then doesn't that mean it would make sense for D'Angelo's to come out with like an alternative, like a like a Fourth of July sandwich? Yeah, and on that, it they put like hot dogs and <laughs> apple pie. I don't and like would, macaroni salad. Sense. I wouldn't. I would probably get a hot dog from D'Angelo's in November. Yeah, that would be really no. I'm, I changed my mind actually. <laughs> no, or like as as the words came out of my mouth, I was I found myself reconsidering them. They could do like a maybe like a Halloween wrap filled <laughs> with like fun size Snickers. I don't I don't know, but we should workshop something with uh, D'Angelo's. That that would be a really interesting like uh, seasonal menu item uh, that is. Not available during it. It's available all the time except during one certain season. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. You can do Easter ham pretty easy. Yeah, no, I... Uh, yeah, man, Thanksgiving is... But do, are you guys... Like, are you guys hardcore? Like, you have to have turkey and there's no... There's no substitute? Like, like if your, families, if your yeah. families were like, no, this year we're going to do uh, shrimp skewers, would you just be like, absolutely not? That's that's dumb. There, look, there are like, what? How many? How many other holidays? Even just mainstream holidays are there where you have food? Like two or there's three. Plenty. Yeah. Even like if you're if you you do the Christmas Easter thing, like both Christmas and Easter have like wiggle room on the main course. Like you could have a different meat. You could have prime rib. You could have uh, a ham. You could have a turkey on either one of those. But like Thanksgiving, you. It's it's just a turkey like you can have like supplemental meats, but you can't have no turkey. That's that's just crazy. talk. Wow, I agree with everything you've said. Very strong opinion. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's an opinion. I think it might just be. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, just 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 a statement of fact. I mean, you can do whatever you want, but like 
You're wrong. <laughs> I mean, it just might not be a Thanksgiving meal. Wow. And I guess, like, I don't know, like, the liberal media might have you believe. Well, I was about to say, Colby, you're the one giving is in... what you make it, but I'm not sure that that's true. You know, you call me the capitalist, but you're giving into big turkey over here, uh, <laughs> buying into the, <laughs> you know, you're right. greeting cards you're made right. Valentine's Day, turkeys made Thanksgiving. Mm. Come on. Again, kickbacks from Purdue or whatever. <laughs> this episode brought to you by <laughs> Turkey Farms. Dinosaur chicken nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> the perfect compliment to your Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> Imagine if McDonald's did like turkey nuggets around this time and then they had cranberry sauce, dipping sauce. I'm shocked. They, that's actually a really good idea. Wow. I yeah. bet it could taste Holy all right. Crap, that's like the best Colby. idea we've ever had. <laughs> That's I mean, even not that I'm saying than the uh, uh, Snoomba. Yeah, I mean, again, we haven't had a lot of good ideas. So maybe it's more of an insult to us than a compliment to Colby. <laughs> but nonetheless, that's a really good idea. Put that, pitch that to D'Angelo's. Yeah, that's I'll have to do it. I don't know. They haven't. I feel like they haven't gotten into the 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 bite size the foods nugget yet. Business. Like they're pretty much sandwiches, and then there's like a salad that you can get, but. If they do, I'll, I'll have to talk to the the uh, to Mr. D'Angelo behind the counter. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he's back there making bread or something, right? Hey, Mr. D'Angelo. <laughs> uh, this episode uh, brought to you by D'Angelo's. <laughs> if you're in the greater Massachusetts area, stop by. Uh, anyway, nonetheless, well, that's exciting. That's exciting. Turkey and Thanksgiving and all that, and then we have a few days off of work. Um, get to go on a train. I don't know. Trains, yes. Train, train to Providence. Oh man, I this is this is going to be my pre-show banter. I can't believe I forgot to bring this up in the last show. But did you did you hear Colby? I guess it was just two weeks ago now about the exciting exciting Providence uh, news, or rather the excitement in Providence two weeks ago. No, doesn't look like you did. So, so. so I was walking from the train station to the office in Providence. And uh, normally I would have my headphones in when I'm walking somewhere. But there's this road that the those cross flight doesn't work. And it's a four-lane road. So I take my headphones out so, you know, to, so that I can play Frogger correctly. Uh, and I, I didn't put my headphones back in. I was just walking, and then this woman who's, like, in the booth for a parking lot, you know, so they're, like, checking people's passes or whatever, she, like, comes out of the booth and says, hey, look, and she points up in the sky, there's a body hanging from the helicopter. And I was like, what? <laughs> okay. Like she, and at first, you know, you ignore them, but she was so clearly talking to me. She wasn't like exclaiming in general. She really wanted me to see this. So I look, and sure enough, it's like one of those gurney things hanging from this helicopter. And I was like, oh, you know, that's interesting, but not unheard of. Uh, you know, sometimes you got to take someone out in a helicopter. Uh, and then I walked into the office, and there's, like, the security guard downstairs who is dutifully not paying attention and is on his phone with someone. And he's, he's telling this person the story, like, yeah, there was a, a chase on the highway, and there's a crash, and there's a shootout, and all these things. Turns out that, that she had been pointing me to the helicopter that was, like, attending to this, like, highway gang shooting involving, like, a stolen police car and a, it was a bunch of crazy stuff. Uh, so that that was my experience in Providence a couple weeks ago. They had to close the highway down. Everyone was upset about their drive home. Wow. I think you might be muted, Colby. I, I was muted, yeah. I just said, wow. Wow. Mostly. That's my Providence story. I'm sticking wow. to it. Yeah, it's all Grand Theft Auto up in there. <laughs> really? <laughs> But actually, speaking of Grand Theft Auto, why it's insane to me that the PS4 only has 250 gigs of of (laughs) hard drive space by default. That's like four games. 
Yeah. What were they thinking? They, they were understand. they were thinking they'll make you buy another one or additional storage. Yeah. You can't. Well, I'll just delete it and, and and stick it to them and just keep reusing their bandwidth as I download <laughs> games over and over again. I feel that's like that what I do. Yeah. What what did you have to what did you what were you downloading that you needed to make space Colby? This sounds like a fresh wound. Horizon DLC. Uh yeah, that I I haven't played it yet, but I did download mm-hmm. it. Have you played it? A little bit. It's it's fun so far. It's like cool. It's like more of the same. They didn't do the thing I hate about DLCs when it was just like a random like side game or something. It like it actually extended the the map, mm-hmm. uh, which I like. But it's uh, it's kind of hard. So it's a little hard so far. It is not not a cakewalk. Cool. Yeah. Indeed. All right. Well, I think we got this, some is, tech news. this is the part of the show where we pivot to the news. Before we get to that, I want to give a quick shout out to the handful of people at my work who found out I do this podcast and are now listeners. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who, Welcome. Uh, and who I know are listeners because I'll say, hey, Sean, I heard you talking about. Uh, and so thank you to all the folks at my company for listening and enjoying the show. <laughs> and you can mention I said this so I know you're actually listening. Anyway, <laughs> couldn't resist. Um <laughs> They, they're just, you do a podcast? How do I listen? Uh, anyway, so uh, let's get into the tech news. We've got a bunch of stories here in the rundown. we got Apple, Kickstarter, Nintendo, Twitter, uh, EA, HTC, Germany. Um, where do you guys, uh, where do you guys want to start? It's a bit of a, it's, I, you know, I won't say there's any like insanely important news. It's a bit quiet before the holiday. Uh, this, I don't even, yeah, this coming week will be pretty quiet too. Um, and any, mm-hmm. anywhere you wish to begin? Let's see. Well, let's start with the tweet storms. The tweet storms. Yeah, we can absolutely. Do you, you ever do a tweet storm, Sean? Have you ever done that? I have, but I can't Ooh. recall for what. No, you huh. know what? I can tell you the most, I guess, depends on how you define successful, the most successful tweet storm I ever did, which was I pitched, maybe you guys remember this, I pitched really late at night one night. The idea that why don't hotel rooms, why don't they put like Amazon Fire Sticks in hotel rooms with free Netflix and Hulu on them as a way to get people to try the services and try the stick. And then if they like it, they can just take the stick home with them and then they just charge it to their hotel bill. Mm. And it's like a gateway or no, I said maybe it wasn't. And I said or Amazon Prime could even do it. And that's like a gateway into Prime because that's when you force people, people don't have a choice. They'll do it in a hotel room. And then I got like a bunch of retweets from like actually important people who were like, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> and that kind of, and it like oh. mini blew up. I think that's the, the m- biggest one that ever happened. It's I like, don't think that's ever really happened. That's a good idea. That might even be better than the turkey nuggets. Uh, let's not go that far. <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves. But um, I did like that idea. Uh, and it was, I don't know, are you guys big tweet, tweet stormers? I like reading tweet storms and I'm actually glad that they're thinking about no, I hate reading tweet uh, storms. No, it's so much better than the I've 280 character tweet. And I very, very rarely read a tweet storm. Now, do you hate reading it because it's poorly formatted? Because it is poorly formatted. Or no, do you hate reading it because you just, on principle... It Here's... Uh, it's kind of on principle, but it's not what I... I come to Twitter for like that... That time when you're on the toilet, the time you're waiting in line for lunch, like those moments. And when I see a tweet storm there, I'm like, uh, I don't have time to figure out like, oh, it's always, by the way, it's always one out of N now. Like no one even, they don't even know how many there are going to be uh, or one slash question mark. I don't, I don't have time for that. But that's And, what... and if, okay, go on. I was going to say, but what's good about tweet storms is that. Unlike the far worse option of either A, posting a screenshot of your Apple Notes app where you've written something out that's long, (coughs) or B, sending someone a medium or something like that, the tweet storm is you get the flavor of it. You get like the headline of it in the first tweet, and then you don't have to, I guess this works more for retweets than it does for people you follow, but then you don't have to read all of them if you don't want to. You get the teaser, you know it's a thread because it's one of blank. And then you just scroll by it if you don't want to read it. What's great is you can open it, 
and look at all the 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 hopefully properly threaded replies. So I agree visually it's a problem, but I kind of like having it's a good middle ground. Now people are just going to write 280 characters, which sucks. I would much rather have them write two tweets, and I don't have to read the second one if I don't want to. <laughs> Sean likes the TLDR. I do. I No, honestly. And they're like, I open maybe 50% of tweet storms, and I see a decent amount in my feed. But I like the option. I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. I want to read more. Or I'm not interested. Thank you for saving me time. Hmm. Yeah, so... My worry, and I'm surprised this hasn't happened yet, uh, but my worry is if this becomes any more of a feature, then someone will build an app for it, and people will just start cross-posting their medium post Twitter wholesale. <laughs> Why not? Why Fair not? Enough. You got 280 characters now? I, I like to think people aren't that stupid, but I also realize that's kind of a, an ignorant position to take and that it certainly could happen. I feel like, I mean, what's the longest tweet storm you've ever seen? God, ten tweets? I don't dozens. think I've seen no, one no, that no, long. No, 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 dozens. Dozens? Who dozens. Are you following? I've never seen one longer than ten or twelve. That's crazy. If you're going longer than that, then I agree. That's insane. I guess I have seen really, really long ones. I feel like something that. Never mind. I'm not going to make a statement. I'm going to ask a question. Like, is there art to a tweet storm? Like, is the formatting of the tweet, the the tweets, like, I feel like if you just took a medium post and, like, chunked it up into tweets, that would not. It'd be unreadable. Would not. Right. Right. And this each is tweet. Like a different, I agree that it could. I'm sure. I'm sure people will would do that. Like, I can see that app coming out. I total totally buy that. But I feel like things generated by the app would be so clearly like the result of that versus like a, a good thing, like a, a, I don't know, an example of a well done tweet storm that it wouldn't, it wouldn't take on among people whose tweet storms you'd want to read. Well, we should get to the, the news part of this, which is that, <laughs> uh, because we've talked enough about how it is, <laughs> Let's talk about how it might be. Twitter is testing a version of tweet storms that kind of more properly threads, composes, and then threads tweets. It's popping up for some users now in the Android Alpha app. Uh, and the way it works is when you write a tweet, there will be a little plus icon. You tap that and you can add tweets under it. Uh, and you'll tweet them all at the same time and they'll kind of be threaded in a more traditional Manner, I'll put up here on the video version for the folks watching on YouTube, um, kind of screenshots of what the test version may look like, though it may change in the future um, before it actually launches. You can edit and and write each as you go through and put them together, um, and then hit tweet all to tweet them all at the same time. So it's just a it's just more of a UI change than kind of a functionality change because they'll still be individual tweets. Right, but it will encourage people to make more of them, and that's what makes me upset. But I don't think necessarily it will. I just think it will make people organize them more. I mean, I agree. I think there's room for abuse, but like this bothers me way less than 280 characters does. I would, I would have this all day long before 280 characters, which is already getting on my nerves. I feel like I don't even notice that tweets are 280 characters. Yeah, that has worked out pretty well. And I, I wasn't against that from the beginning. Sean's shaking his head. I, the, He's not happy. I want to. The point of Twitter is it's fast. If I want to read long stuff, I'll go somewhere else. Then like, why I, are you so for tweet storms? Or are you just playing? Uh, because I like the. And again, I don't know how they actually end up implementing this, but I like the idea of I only see the first one until I choose to read more. That, that's how they that's the now. beauty. Well, okay, but it works for retweet. When someone retweets a tweet storm and you only see it, I agree. If it's someone you follow. See, so if they start, if they like codify tweet storms, though, they could change that, right? Like even for people you follow, this you thread thing could be, right? I love right? it. Could be all I wrapped love up. It. I would be super duper in favor because that's how every tweet storm always starts. You know, hey, I just learned this interesting thing about this topic. One of 25. Okay, if it's an interesting topic, I want to read more. If not, I'm skipping it. I, I just like having the option. That's fair. 
but mm. as with a lot of Twitter test things, some end up coming out and some don't. So we will have to wait and see for that. But if you have the Android Alpha app, uh, you may get chosen to try it out. Lucky. Mm. Not I. Living that alpha lifestyle. Let's see, guys. What else here is tickling the fancy? Well, I was excited. Speaking of video games, we were talking about the New Horizon expansion. I was excited about Battlefront 2. But then... Yeah, this, this, for my money, is, I think, the most interesting story in the rundown this week. Um... Because it's a topic we don't really we don't talk about video games a lot on the show, um, but this is a really interesting topic. It's very complex, so I'm going to try to explain it as best I can. Yeah, honestly. I didn't really understand the stories that I like skimmed on this. I read the article like three Bring times, and I still me. don't get it. But here we go: Star Wars Battlefront Two, new video game uh, featuring the popular space epic saga uh, Star Wars. Maybe you've heard of it. And uh, when they started beta testing the game, players found out that there's a bit of an issue with loot and buying credits in the game. So when you first launch the game, the uh, some of the best players in the game are locked. So from day one, you can't play Luke, you can't play Darth Vader, Chewbacca, Leia, or a number of other credits. You have to unlock them first using credits, which is one of three in-game currencies. Oof. Now, uh, they're not cheap either when it comes to these currencies. Um, Luke and Vader are 60,000 credits. Uh, Leia and Chewbacca, 40,000. Um, but it turns out that even if you played all of the challenges and the campaign mode, you only get about 37,000 credits. So you weren't going to lock those characters anyway. The really only way to do it was to spend money on loot crates, real money on these loot crates. But the problem with the loot crate system is not only do you have to spend money on the loot crates, the loot crates don't guarantee you credits. The way the loot crates work, and this is what gets really confusing with this exactly when it comes to me, is you don't buy the loot crates. You buy crystals, then you use the crystals to buy loot boxes, which contain star cards, which are different swappable abilities and upgrades. When you have duplicate star cards, you can exchange them for credits, and then you use those credits to buy the characters. Now, Battlefront 2 is by far not the first game to try and introduce uh, these issues. Um, no, in fact, uh, Overwatch has loot crates yes it's it's not uncommon at all especially in mobile games um but the issue is that you can't get enough credits in the game without spending money it's not that it's not just the idea that you use them to speed up the game it's that it's almost a required element to get the best parts of the game. That's where the controversy comes in. Now, uh, EA got a lot of flack online. They first responded by lowering the cost 75% um, on how many credits it would take to unlock these characters. Then right before launch, they completely reversed courses and said they were removing the ability to purchase crystals at all and that there was no need to, um, no need to have to unlock the characters. They will be unlocked when you purchase the game. Which is good. I sense, though, Red, a lot of the reviews are saying that they just, they, they locked so much stuff. Like, this should have been a free-to-play game. Basically. Yes. Uh, and even now, with, with that uh, change in place, a lot of the mechanics are locked in these cards that you have to use to upgrade your weapons. Like, oh, you have a starship, but you can only use a special starship ability when you get uh, one of these cards, and it's not even really good to, in actual play mm -hmm. until you get the fully upgraded card. And by the way, that's just that's just pure luck. Like, well, yeah, that's the other thing it. too. You right. can't directly buy anything, right? Which is how these free to play things work. So, if that's what you're gonna go for, just go free to play. Uh. I don't know that anyone's really made a free-to-play console game like that, uh, but and everyone would have been really pissed off from the beginning instead of just at the end. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's true. But, well, would they have, though? Like, 
Uh, yeah, if they, well, if they knew that it was going to have the trappings of, like, what mobile games have now, just purely luck-based lottery system as the who gets, like, the best play to, uh, pay to win, but not even deterministically, uh, I think I, I would have been upset, because I just wanted to play, like, I wanted to pay my 60 bucks and play a game where I get to pretend like I'm in Star Wars. Well, I think I think it being Star Wars 2 is a big part of it, right? If this had just been if this had been yeah, some game point. no one had ever heard of, I think that that would have been much less of a controversy, especially because the whole point is you want to play as Luke or Vader or, you know, get mm-hmm. get these unlocks. That's kind of the point. Is what makes it fun. Yeah, but, I mean that's why you bought the game. Um, you know, I I've always been of the opinion that, you know, I don't have a problem with free to free-to-play type games and, you know, in-app purchases don't really phase me. I just have a problem when they build game mechanics that force you mm. to, like, I, I really don't have a problem with, like, you can beat the game faster if you pay. Right. Like, that's fine. You have the freedom to do that. But you, it's it's kind of crappy to build a game that says that says free up front or god forbid in this case actually makes you pay and then says no matter how well you play this game if you play it perfectly it is you cannot get enough credits theoretically to unlock the game so you're you're essentially being forced to it's like entering six flags and paying for your ticket and then they hit you up for five bucks when you get on the roller coaster it just doesn't seem right (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i've been to things like that before as opposed oh, to that's what nightclubs are like, right? You pay a cover charge and yeah. then you buy drinks inside. Well, that's true of Six Flags too. You pay a that's cover true, charge, but I mean, you, like, you're paying your own drinks. I was thinking of the Danish uh, amusement park we went to, where uh, was it free to get in, or did you have to pay to get in? And then the rides cost money, also. Do you remember, Colby? We definitely paid to get in. And the, the rides definitely cost money. I don't know. I didn't go on the rides. I don't like roller coasters. <laughs> well, that's why I you save money. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, so we all listen to Do By Friday. Did any of you do the Do By Friday challenge this week, which was to play uh, that game, which obviously I didn't do it, which was called Clash Not Royale. Classroom. Clash Royale. I no. didn't do it. Okay, never mind. No. Cut that out. No. <laughs> you didn't do it either. You said no, but I was. I. I. My last week was insane, so I had forgotten that that was a challenge. Now mm-hmm. with free time again, it, it, as I was listening, I was like, "Oh, that would be a fun, dangerous thing to try." Uh... <laughs> I mean, I've I've definitely in in the past spent money on. The only game I did that for was Hearthstone. Me too. Hearthstone was fun. I was a. What was it? Was it was sort of fun. Oh. What did you like about Colby? Well, I just got stuck in a. I don't know if you remember this, where like I got I I I don't know if I did like briefly did too well or something, and then all of a sudden I was just. This is the problem with these fucking games. I was playing it with these people who like their decks weren't even cool. Like they weren't interesting, but they had amazing cards. And yeah. I, I'm near certain the way you get amazing cards is by giving them a bunch of money. Yeah. Um, and so so I just got to a point where I like, I don't know, like I thought my deck was clever enough with the cards that I had come across without giving them money. Um, but I couldn't like I just continually lost games like I was con- constantly losing because I don't know. I'd be playing against people and like I'd be like, you know, on the way to winning and then they'd have some insane card that just like wrecked me. Yeah. Now, did you do the I forget arena mode? Did you ever try that? No, not really. I I just did the regular like ranked so, uh, thing. Arena mode was cool because you build a deck and you play until you lose three times with that mm-hmm. deck. And then the more games you win, you get a bigger loot box at the end. Yeah, I I think I think I may have played that a couple of times, but I think you 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 were like, oh, you should do arena mode. But this is after I had already already gotten a bad taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. That's understandable. Yeah. Anyways, maybe I'll play Clash Royale for next week's episode and see. There you go. It sounded intriguing.
Yeah, games where you play other real people are hard. <laughs> games where you can play the computer on easy mode, that's my sweet spot. <laughs> I have a great I won't I you guys have probably saw it. I'm gonna pick it, I think, next week. Um a great solitaire game that mm-hmm. um that I'm excited to pick. So that's that's more my speed. That's the game you play by yourself, right? Yes. That's exactly the I literally, <laughs> literally no joke, the top games. I have no games on my phone, but the top couple I do have are Sudoku, Solitaire, and Cribbage. So what? all of which you play against the computer. I guess. Oh my I guess god! Sudoku, no, no, no! Yeah. I don't have any games that I play against people online with on my phone. That's crazy. Except Hearthstone. Wow. Uh, but and soon, Clash you don't Royale. have like Alto's Adventure or Threes or Threes. I got bored with Threes. I got bored mm. with. Alto's Adventure is fun. I so I was just thinking back about games I've given money to. I feel like there was a there was a brief there was a period of like three weeks in college where I was I was playing Subway Surfer a lot. I remember and, that. Uh, <laughs> and How I much like, is a lot? Like, like a couple of hours a day. Like uh-huh. just and it wasn't like I had a commute that I would play Subway Surfer on. It was like I was just sitting in my room like playing Subway Surfer. Yeah. Uh, and it was not that much fun, but I don't know. They they got me somehow. Uh, and I did uh, I did spend some money this uh, a little what bit you of money. money on in Subway Surfer. I don't remember. I don't remember if you could like unlock new characters or something. There were definitely, I don't know, there was like random bullshit to like unlock. Uh, and I definitely, definitely did it. But uh, then I realized at one point I was like, oh, I gotta stop this. And I just deleted it. And my life was better after that, I think. <laughs> yeah, you got to know when to say enough is enough. Yeah, it was weird. It was like very sneaky. It was started out as something I would do for like, you know, 10 or 15 minutes and then get bored. But then all of a sudden, I wouldn't get bored. It's too hard. Uh, yep. Very sneaky. Very sneaky. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Uh, we got time for another story here. In... Ooh, drip. Let's talk about drip. Yes. Drip, drip, drip. Drip, drip, drip. Drip, indeed. Kickstarter launching drip. Actually, drip was a company they acquired, um, and then they kind of finally spun it out into its own project. Uh, it is a company similar to Patreon. Uh, it The way it works is it is, uh, whereas Kickstarter is designed to support a single project with an end date, Drip is designed for you to support creators uh, on an ongoing basis without an end date. Um, subscribers can make a recurring payment to a creator, and in exchange, you can offer rewards to those subscribers based on when they pledged or how much they gave. Um, it does, the big difference between Drip and, say, a Patreon or a similar service is that Drip allows creators to pick a window, for example, 30 or 60 days, in which early supporters can become founding members who receive special rewards because they were first. Um, After the founding member period, uh, the Drip remains active regardless of how much or how little is pledged, and then it simply becomes ongoing in that respect. Now, is Drip Drip, uh, limited to any uh, categories or genres, do you know? Not that I'm aware of, although they do say that their sort of sweet spot is um, is that they're kind of at the more creative film, TV, art, creative media side. Um, but I don't think they're really beholden to one industry. I should also mention one other one other big difference between Drip and other platforms that they claim is that they are more creator-friendly. They allow creators to easily port subscribers to other crowdfunding platforms. Um, oh, yeah. And, and you can easily export your information, which is something that um, a lot of these other platforms do not allow. Mm, interesting. I guess that makes sense. It's probably a good thing for a Kickstarter to do. Uh, also, I feel like, I feel like all of a sudden there are so many things that I subscribe to, uh, and at some point I'm just going to like 
run out of money. Yep. Like at some point <laughs> there's going to be like every week there's going to be no money in my checking account and I'm going to get paid and it's all going to be gone again. And I don't know. Now, are you talking about things like Patreons or just is this everything all- like Patreons and Hulu, the Hulus and Netflixes of the world and like yeah. random crap in the Apple app store that is like that you like Apple pay subscribe to and have to do that weird weird thing in in your settings to like find it and then unsubscribe from it and like it's too hard man like i get that the subscription thing is good for you as a business but like i feel like that's got to fizzle out at some point because like (laughs) everyone can't pay every month for everything all the time how many patreons are you subscribed to just the one but I've got to be. It's got to. I got to be over ten at this point. Wow! But I what don't. I'm. I am. Uh, I'm one, and I'm. I've been debating two for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Putting a lot of thought into it. Yeah. Really want. To, really want to make sure it's worth it. it. It did take me like three months to get to do uh, the do by Friday one. Oh really? It took me a long time. The hard part with with those guys did is. You... Oh, go ahead, Dan. Right. Well, I don't know. This might might be uh, might ruin our rating. But did you were you late enough that you got to do it uh, via give us your fucking money dot com or did you have to go to Patreon dot com slash do by Friday? I just went. I just went to uh, Patreon dot com slash do by Friday. That's a shame. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know I could give, go to that one. He was you on board. Can. I'm gonna do. Anyways. It. What were you going to say, Sean? No, I was going to say uh, when Dubai Friday, when they go to five bucks, that's that's about my ceiling on. On on monthly contributions, because it it shit adds up. Mine are mostly podcasts and web comics pretty much make up the bulk of my uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah. Web comics is not a thing that I'm into, which I'm fine with. Yeah, I, I plan on continuing that trend. Uh, podcasts. Uh, I don't Wait, know. Sorry, how you're in, you you're subscribed to ten, twelve, twelve, twelve. But but no, they I missed I missed the breakdown. I was looking at no, my. That's okay. But the average stuff. per month is like two or three bucks. You know, it's not. I'm not what, doing. So, it but what bucks. is the category breakdown? What are the sort of things you're subscribing to? It's mostly podcasts and web comics. That's really it's about a 50-50 split between those. What other podcasts do you subscribe to? I feel well, like that's a ringing endorsement. I show I throw fo- uh, Frog Pants a few bucks a month. Um, I was doing that for a while, yeah. Yeah, the 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 Night Attack Justin Robert Young guy, you know, cuz I I listen to his stuff. I just feel I feel so guilty cuz it's like this especially people who don't do ads or do very little ads, then I really yeah. I'm like, "Oh man, but if I don't give him my money, they're going to start being really annoying with the ads. Um, I think that's, I think this is good. I've always been a fan of the Patreon model for this. I think it works. Yeah. I think, and then for the creators, I think they're, they're showing it works. I mean, there are people who I, especially in the web comics business where there isn't at really any ad revenue. I mean, there are people who are going full time to this just based on their Patreon dollars. So, I mean, it really is, it really is a big deal for them. Yeah, that's cool. I think it's I think it more annoys me on like the business. Yes. I don't know. I agree. Yeah. I mean I guess it's I guess it's all the same. It annoys you on the business what? Right. On the I don't know, like doing Dubai Friday's Patreon has more warm fuzzies involved than uh like give you know sh- shelling out my my obligatory eleven dollars a month for for Netflix or whatever. Um, yeah, absolutely. I I think that Patreon learned something from the the Etsy Kickstarter model of it feels better when like the person making it is talking to you. Mm-hmm. If you don't get a you don't get the director of Jessica Jones, you know, doing a pledge drive. A Netflix pledge drive, not and they don't need to, uh, but you know when your your favorite NPR host talks to you about you know giving money that uh, that has a much greater effect than some Netflix subway ads. Right, it's true. Well, and you know I know it's true for your guy for you guys. It's true for me as well. 
I listen to, in terms of just hours spent, I spend more time listening to podcasts than I probably do watching television. I mean, you know, it's, I would argue at this point, it's my primary source of entertainment. And so, you know, they should get a portion of my entertainment budget. I just think that that, I would rather give it to them than my cable company. So I think that respect, but you know, I know people have tried and I don't think anyone's really nailed it, but the day someone comes out with a really well-working subscription management service with toggles so i'm like okay i only need hbo for this month or like all right i want to turn on this one and turn this one off and give me a a running total of what it is at this moment what it'll be every month i need that if you use itunes or apple stuff for all your subscriptions uh whether it's like an app subscription or an apple tv subscription that does work out pretty well uh like I have page the places I check for subs- like subscriptions are Patreon, uh, Netflix, and the App Store, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty good. I just did an audit of everything I pay monthly uh, over the weekend, and I didn't have to delete anything. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I felt the last time I did that was like June, so I've I've done well. Yeah, most I'm finding I find anyway that companies are starting. Although you just reminded me of one, actually, I need to cancel that I signed up to try and never canceled. I'm <laughs> terrible about that. But no, what I found is that companies are getting a lot better about not forcing the the sign up and then we'll start charging you when you forget stuff. Like they're not as sketchy about that as they used to be. They make it easier to cancel and join and not join. You know, so at least that's. I used to get, yeah. oh my, I, when I think about all the money that they sucked out of me because I'm an idiot, and after six months, of course <laughs> I didn't remember to <laughs> to do anything about it. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. And then I, the problem I have is it's like, like Hulu, for example, is like, it's not terribly expensive, right? It's not like $50 a month or something where mm-hmm. it's like, if I'm not using it, I immediately know it's like I'm not using this right now. That was fifty dollars that I just spent to not be using this right now. It's like a much it's a much slower bleed. So it takes like two or three months of like bleeding ten dollars or whatever it is to for me to be like, uh, okay, I should cancel that. Uh which feels bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, heavy sigh. <laughs> I know. It's it's tough living in this modern world. It's just so weird. I don't know how we do it. Alrighty. Well, I guess we'll have to keep an eye out for, for Drip. I You know, when it comes to services like this, I really do feel like it's all about where your creators are at. And I feel like that's a good advantage to like a Patreon or a service that's been around for a little while. Um, because, you know, you're going to, you're going to, if your creators say, hey, back me on Drip, then you're probably going to go to Drip, you know? Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll have true. to see what the adoption rate is among sort of new... I don't I don't think anyone's going to switch from, like, a Patreon to Drip. I wouldn't think. But maybe I'm wrong. We can have a don't panic Drip. I would... Listen, there's nothing I would love more than to have an ongoing crowdfunded in my bank account give us your fucking money that would be great what would our stretch goals be what would our goals be like to pay for the domain i think okay that's a good start that's a good start that's the low but no i'm talking like when we get to because easily we'll cover that i'm not worried about that i'm saying we get to like five thousand dollars a month what what because we have to sell people what what we're gonna do With their, with we their could money. do like don't panic on locations. Like we could go to E3 and yeah. like do don't Ooh. panic. CES, that would be a blast. Yes, we could go right? places and not panic there. <laughs> yep. we, it could just be like a live feed of us being calm. Like we go to CES, we just like hang out at the pool at the casino and we don't even go to CES. Yep. Be like we're playing yep. it cool at CES. Right. There's nothing, nothing to worry about. That's pretty awesome. I like that. Yeah possibilities are endless i think i think eventually we'll get to i don't know what we need per month but we need a private jet we need a we need a don't panic (laughs) private jet that's that's really what i want 
just with the big the big button right on the side. Yep. Yep. I I would like. Uh, I think that'd be awesome. That's the dream. We could just get paid. We could quit our jobs. Be podcasters. Don't don't tempt don't don't tempt me. Internet like that. personalities. Okay, don't push it. <laughs> we'll be YouTube celebrities. Oh my god, kill me. <laughs> That's how you become a YouTube celebrity, right? You just decide that you're going to be a YouTube celebrity. Yep, basically that and, you know, be a bad person. Okay, anyway, <laughs> that's exactly what we need to do. Talk shit about YouTube personalities. <laughs> Anyhow, I met someone. Did I, did I ever tell you I met somebody who claimed they were a YouTuber and I rolled my eyes at them and they got very mad? Oh, no. Yeah, so, someone, uh. someone who went to Maris, they're like, I have... I have 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. I'm a YouTuber, and I'm like, Ugh. And they're like, don't roll your eyes at me. So fuck you. Uh, I don't think she didn't like me. Anyway, moving on. Now, now, did she dislike you before that, or or did, did was was that the, I think the, she, the inciting incident? I think she tolerated me before that. I think that was definitely the I don't like this guy moment, which is fair. I'm not going to disagree with that. <laughs> I totally dismissed her like whole reason for existence. So, you know. Not not a positive moment on my part. Fair enough. Stand by it, but uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, we've got to move on to picks. It's that time of the show where we're that we're out for news. We're done. Um, but we've got a couple picks in here, which is pretty exciting. I think I'm gonna go first this week. I haven't gone first in a couple weeks. Um, and I've got our sort of Netflix pick of the week, which is exciting. Uh, you guys ever go on Netflix and you see a description for a show and they're like, and you're like, I think they made that show just for me. <laughs> This is definitely yeah. one of those um, when it comes to me. So, are you guys familiar at all with with a with what a news stringer does? No, a news stringer. I I don't know if this is just an LA thing. This is what they're famous for. Do you remember a couple of years ago the Jake Gyllenhaal movie Nightcrawler? It, it was nominated for some Oscars and stuff. It, the movie is like based on this career, and what it is is. You know, news crews during the day, a lot of shit happens in Los Angeles. They shoot it, but at night, the news crews go home. They go to sleep. So who's recording the news at night? It's freelancers, freelance cameramen who drive around Los Angeles like crazy people and go to car accidents and fires and shootings. And they don't work for any one station. They just sell their footage to whoever will buy it. And so this is a documentary series that follows three of them in los angeles as they're oh, going around doing this is a documentary it's a documentary holy moly but i will say it is shot with netflix money which is to say it is shot super beautifully with very cinematic it no it looks stupid expensive like it did not need <laughs> to look this good that's how good it looks it was great i was watching on my tv and i'm like is this in 4k and it wasn't that's how good it looked but anyway <laughs> It's shot really well, but it's also super exciting because not only is the action really kind of car accidents and fires and it's like it's a little bit high octane, but um, the characters are also really interesting. And even better, it's only eight episodes and they're 30 to 40 minutes apiece. The first episode is probably the best or one of the best of the series. I recommend giving it a shot. It's called Shot in the Dark uh, and it's available now on Netflix uh, if you're looking for something different to watch, I recommend it. Uh, I, I breezed through it this weekend, the whole eight episodes, because I couldn't stop watching. It was very good. So, Awesome. That'll do it. That's my Netflix pick this week. Um, let's and bump. The good news about Netflix picks is that they are available for download on the apps, usually. So if you have a train ride ahead of you, you could uh, watch that. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Although there, I will warn you, there are some bloody people and people who have been shot. So you know, just just be aware. Maybe a little. Oh man, you may get the train looks. On my, did I tell you on my way back from St. Louis, <laughs> the woman next to me was uh, I didn't know. I now know what she was watching. She was watching the Ken Burns Vietnam documentary. Let, let me tell you. Whew. Mm -hmm. Bold she choice. Doing, she was doing the laptop. The laptop. Uh, she was just putting her laptop lid down. That was mm -hmm. how I noticed it, because she would just. She was clearly watching a movie. I wasn't really paying attention. Then she would just put the laptop lid down, but still stare at the laptop. Like, oh, that's weird. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Awesome. Badass. Mm -hmm. Uh, all right. Um, let's go down to uh, Colby because I feel like it. Uh, Colby, what do you what do you got this uh -huh. week? Uh, my pick is that game, The Witness. I think it's available on pretty much any platform Witness. you could play a game on. But I got it on the phone, 
it's like pretty fine on the phone. It's it's sort of like a first person thing. Uh but but the uh I don't know, the way the way they do the move the moving around is not really an important part of the game exactly aside to get from getting you from puzzle to puzzle. Uh, I feel like it's totally sufficient what they've done on the phone. And it's a puzzle thing where you like connect dots. I think that's the best way I can describe it. But but you're like connecting dots to like open. Uh, I don't know, to like progress through this sort of like wacky, surreal world. Um, and it's kind of interesting. Sean said it's really hard. I've I've gotten stuck on stuff already. Uh but if you're looking for an iPhone game, it's a little pricey, but it's it seems to be uh, I feel like I've played for a couple hours already and, and I don't I don't think I've made a particularly large amount of progress. So it seems to be pretty robust for the, the nine ninety nine that they're charging for it. Yeah, I, I would say if you like puzzle games and you're not afraid of a challenge, this is a really good one. I, I got it as part of some bundle um, that I that I purchased at some point for mm, nice. steam and it plays well there too. So, um, you know, pick your, pick your poison platform of choice and check that out. Cool. All right. And Dan, take us home. Yeah. Uh, so a Patreon discussion, uh, well, I, was, I was mentioning that there's a Patreon I was considering weeks for subscribing to, and that is the reads and the reads is, talked about super smash brothers on this podcast before the premise of this like youtube series is uh, these two uh, guys who are longtime commentators so they're pretty entertaining they're pretty good at the game uh and they bring on one professional player uh someone like the top 100 players and then they take turns playing random people online as one account so they're trying to get this account to the number one spot in the world in the online play but the rules are that one person can't play a match in a row. So they're trying to figure out, like, okay, who goes in first? What character are they going to play? Usually they save the, the guest in case they lose the first game because it's best of three. Uh, it's really funny. Uh, things can get pretty heated. Uh, the production level is pretty good. There's a, a lot of smack talk that goes down in the chat room. Uh, and it's funny. If you start from the beginning, it's funny. After the first, like... I don't know what you'd call it, season, the first guest. Uh, at first, no one knows who this person is. Like, wow, the Spencer guy's really good. But sometimes he's really bad when the other two guys are playing. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it's a lot of fun. I just finally did subscribe to their Patreon. So Yeah. So I'll, I'm giving them my money for the entertainment they're providing me. Check out the reads. Uh, what is it? YouTube.com slash the reads. And Dan, as always, the link will be on our website. You can check it out there. I lost I lost my rundown. No, it's whatever. YouTube.com slash something crazy. Uh, but it's Patreon.com slash the reads. There you go. If, yeah. If you want to just give them money immediately. And if you'd like to give us your money, please put it in an envelope. Mail it to Don't Panic, <laughs> care of Sean's bank account at... Uh, anyway... Cool. Well, we'll have links to that and all the picks, as always, on the website, in case you don't remember or don't know how to find it. Um, it's our fantastic website, don'tpanic.io. Before I get to our plugs, we got to plug the other programs here that we do. And I got to say, guys, we are really hitting our stride over on game nights playing Dungeons & Dragons. Um, we are in tip-top shape. We've never been in better form. Um, and the adventure is just heating up. Mm-hmm. We've got Colby as Dungeon Master. He's crushing it. We got Dan and Matt and myself, our adventurers. We're we're having fun, getting into shenanigans. <laughs> we're, we're certainly not crushing it, but we're crushing something. Yeah, things yes. are getting crushed. Yes, <laughs> yes, like our spirits. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, this latest episode, Matt goes a little bit lunatic. I go a little bit lunatic. Um. It's a really great one. So you're going to want to get in the adventure now because we're only in episode three. So now's a great time to start. You can go back to one, two, three. Boom, you'll be caught up. You only got like two hours worth to listen to. So check that out at gamenights.tv. I also want to plug up for debate. Uh, what did we talk about last week? Uh, the book. 
The book, console, thank you. See, someone pays attention when we do the show. Uh, console Wars, fun episode. Uh, I, I think, I don't know, guys, was that a fun episode? I thought it was. Okay, there, thank you. I didn't read the book, but uh, it was interesting to hear about I'm in the middle of reading the book, so I'm going to try to follow it. Uh, listen to the episode after I finish. It's an enjoyable one. The second one we did in our book series, uh, Console Wars, we read. That's the latest episode. And we're doing something, guys, this week for the first time ever, which is very exciting oh. because it's the Thanksgiving holiday. We're doing our first ever Up for Debate r- 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 Rewind, where we're going to put an old episode into the feed. For those of you who missed it the first time, we're going to republish one of my favorites we ever did, which was our episode all about fall. And in it, we talk about Thanksgiving. And all the th- and we just gush about how much we love fall for an hour. It was a fun episode, um, and that's going to pop up in your feeds this week. So make sure you subscribe at UpForDebate.tv. Now, all that out of the way, we got to talk about this show. Don'tPanic.io uh, is our website. It's got all the past episodes, the audio, the video, all the picks for every week. So in case you weren't sure, you can get them there, um, as well as all the information on where to subscribe in all the usual places. Uh, video version: YouTube.com/slash/Don'tPanicShow, and of course. Uh, you can reach out to us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter, as well as Don't Panic Show at gmail.com. Uh, that does it. We will be back next time with more tech news. Hopefully, not too black and black and blue from our Black Friday shopping, uh, but we'll certainly <laughs> we'll certainly be more full of turkey and, and, and blue from all the turkey that we ate. Yes, and and red from embarrassment at our empty bank accounts. Um, so you're going to want to join us then. Uh, thanks everybody so much for listening on behalf of Dan and Colby this is Sean Uh, as always a pleasure we'll see you next time for more tech news and good times here on Don't Panic